My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt, and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt. Alongside me in the Exalta studio, who is back from his vacation, uh, my brother-in-law, L.W. Miller. How was your vacation, man? Oh, thanks, Kerry. I, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back here in the Exalta studio, but let's not... Uh, there's a difference between LW's vacation and the family vacation. <laughs> I saw My that. vacation will be in the fall when hunting season I saw starts. That. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I a lot just, of family time. I'm it just kidding. We had a uh, uh, Kelly and and myself and the and the girls. Uh, Wyatt went down to the beach. Uh, Carson actually didn't go with us. Kennedy and Wyatt went down to the beach and spent a few days and and. Um, then, then my part of the vacation, the, the beach wasn't my part of the vacation. My part of the vacation was then we followed that up with a few days in Pennsylvania um, after the beach, which that's my part of the vacation because, of course, I'm up in the mountains and in and, and the cool. We we left 90-degree sweaty hot weather at the yep. beach to go up there, and I think we had highs. Uh, for the most part, there was like three days in a row the high was 72 degrees. So Yeah, it's always uh, nice. Beautiful weather, and, and you know, that's that's where I want to be when it's hot is somewhere where it's <laughs> not cooler. the beach. Yeah, I'm not a hot person. I'm not a yeah. beach person. Uh, I'm not big on, you know, the, I like the beach to go fishing. Other than that, yeah. not a big beach well, person. Well, see, so. you know, we haven't done a family vacation with this rodeo stuff and everything we do. It's hard to get away for a weekend. So I put my foot down. It's been as a family, a group uh, like me, and my wife, and the kids together. It's been about ten years since we've been at a beach trip. So I've, she's going over the calendar. We got all this radio. I said, well, "What about the beach?" I said, "We got to have that beach time." So we went, and it was nice because it was overcast. It wasn't real hot, so we'd stay on the beach till noon, and then we'd go to boardwalk and ride rides and mm-hmm. play games and everything from there. So it, it was a lot of fun and. I normally not the beach person, but I had a good time, mainly because I intended on doing an inshore fishing trip. Well, me and there's three other girls, my wife and two young girls with us, and that didn't work out. They overruled me. Oh gosh! So I didn't get to fish. <laughs> no fishing. But I still had fun. It was a good time and nice to get away. But yeah, that's uh, that was my first thing. Whenever you know Kelly brings up a a beach trip, she says, "Well, maybe you could go fishing for the day." That's yeah, like I think that's, that's, how that's it her starts. that's her typical. Uh, <laughs> You know, hook yeah. sets the hook on me and says, "Oh, yeah. well, maybe you could go fishing for a day while we're there." And of course, you feel guilty. You know, and in in all that being said, it was a lot of fun. You know, down there, and, and the kids enjoy it. Wyatt likes to build sandcastles, yeah. and Kennedy, she got into doing the boogie boarding, and you know, it it was fun. We had a good time, and I'm I'm glad to be back here and, and in studio with you today. And I'm gonna glad to be uh, coming up on, you know, winding down the summer and heading for the fall, which is our time yeah, of year, right? Time. So archery season. Uh, I'm I'm I got a little bit of a stint ahead of me before it's time to hunt, but I know you've got one coming up a little sooner in September. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your elk hunt. Yeah, elk hunt. you know, me and my wife have home designs with Schumacher Homes, and Paul Schumacher is the owner of that uh, company, and he has invited me to go to a New Mexico, it's like northern New Mexico elk hunt, archery oh. elk hunt. That's awesome. So we're leaving the ninth, and we're coming back the fifteenth. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. I, 
I went on their uh, site. It's a uh, uh, Indian reservation we're hunting on. So it's really cool, neat stuff they got there. So it's going to be a lot of interesting stuff to look at and get to chase bulls around and have fun doing all that. Well, that that sounds awesome. And and, and it's can, perfect because it's like pre-rut. So they're you know, going to be interacting a lot. They're coming to calls. Oh, and bugling and stuff going bugling, on. Bugling, carrying on, gearing on. You know, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Well, I know that uh, I've had the privilege of, of hunting with you and Paul in the past. And, in fact, my uh, – I guess my first uh, experience hunting Ohio was with, with you. You and I went up there, and we hunted with Paul on some properties that he hunted on around his house. And I'll never forget, I mean, <laughs> I'd never met Paul. And, of course, you're like, yeah, you know, he, he owns this Schumacher Homes. He and his family, you know, part of the, you know, he's a main part of the, the company. And we went to his house, and it was the first house I'd ever been in that had an indoor basketball yep. court. I mean, the house was just amazing it's amazing and we we get up and typically when we go hunting like when you come to pennsylvania with me or yep. i go to ohio or the place we go we we go to the grocery store and we'll get a box of cereal some granola <laughs> bars and then whatever you know maybe some hot dogs Snacks or hamburgers or something. Or something you know yeah. sometimes we eat you know maybe just a a pack of crackers and an apple for dinner right we just do like it's guys so we're not worried about you know doing yep. a whole lot of cooking well we go to paul's I'll never forget. I've got a lot of good memories from that trip with you, but one of them, two of the two of the memories I'm going to bring up on Aaron. One was the, the fact that we went hunting, came back to the house, and he had a lady there that cooked for them, and she made us filet mignon for our for our breakfast after was, we got in from the hunt. Where, yeah. I mean, the food. I mean, he just had her cook up whatever. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, we're probably gonna have some eggs and <laughs> bacon, yeah. maybe something. And yeah. she came out with fillet, and well, I don't breakfast. remember what was with it. But I thought, oh yeah. my gosh, we were treated like kings. And and then, uh, and the other memory I have is, I was fortunate enough. It was late season, so it was. Yes. Uh, that must have been it December. Was... I don't remember if it was December or if it was January. I think it was January, first January. Okay, well we. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yep, because yeah. it was close. It was after their muzzleloader season yeah. had ended, so that would have put us into like January 10th or something. And I was fortunate enough to, to shoot a deer the last night we were there. And when we went hunting, of course, it's cra- it was snow on the ground. I mean, there was probably, what, eight or ten yeah, inches of snow. I mean, there was a lot of snow on snow. the ground. And Paul took us, and we drove in his Tahoe. <laughs> and I still have pictures, and, and I was trying to find them on my phone the other day because I was thinking about it, and I wanted to show Wyatt. What well, we were talking about, yeah. hauling deer. And I said, Wyatt, you got to see this. Oh, I know what it is. That buck that I shot on that trip, uh-huh. I had mounted. And when Wyatt, we moved into our new house in July, Wyatt wanted a... Uh, a deer to put on his wall in his bedroom. Right. And that just kind of fit the way that deer was mounted. It, it fit his room well. And I said, well, here, let's use this deer. And of course he wanted to know the story of the deer. And I said, well, your uncle Carrie and I went hunting up in Ohio and I shot this deer. I said, let, I said, let me show you something really cool. And I couldn't find a picture, but I'd somewhere, where, or somewhere I have mm-hmm. a picture of me and you and Paul with his Tahoe sitting in a gas station somewhere in Ohio with that yeah. deer tied on the roof on of top. his Tahoe. Yeah. It was a full, I mean, 13-point buck tied on and the, the roof of his Tahoe. The sides oh, my gosh. People looking were looking at, at us. us like, what in the world are you guys doing? I mean, it was <laughs> unbelievable. And you're thinking, here's Paul. He's got all this, you know, beautiful house. He's got all yeah. this stuff going on. And, and just throws it on top. We don't have a pickup truck, so we'll just put this deer up on top of my Tahoe and drive it around That's Ohio. That's the way Paul he is, though. He's, so, yeah, yeah, he's I, fun. I, I know with. that was a great experience I spent with you guys up there, and I, I know that going going on this elk hunt with him, you'll be in for oh, a treat yeah. because he, he he only knows one way of doing things, and that would be first class. So I'm sure you yeah. guys are going to uh, – you've had some great great elk hunting experiences in your past, I guess, but this is going to be another one. This is going to be a huge one. I mean, I've, I've done a lot with Bass Pro Shops and uh, – Johnny Morris and him, and this, this, and I'm really looking forward to because he invited me two years ago to go, and I couldn't because of the rodeo deal. So it was a mistake 
honestly, because that rodeo, we have them every week, and this elk hunt only happens once a year. <laughs> so it was the first time I was um, actually turned down a hunt for a rodeo. But <laughs> it's, it's, it was it was nice. He had they got some monster elk, like big bulls there, and uh, it's this place called Rio something. It's like an Indian preserve or reservation. Yep. We go on and. I went on the site looking at the website on it, and uh, it's got a lot of big bulls, and I'm excited. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to shoot one bigger than what I've got on the wall now. I've only got two on the wall, but I'm going to try to get one. I've not got one with the arch, with the bow yet. Yeah, that's why I, I know that. So you that's know, my goal. With the, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, you've went on some hunts with them too, right? Yeah. Well, I did a... one that was with uh, Taylor. I got ta- Taylor, our sister. Taylor uh, took her on a hunt, and then I finally got Dell Jr. on a hunt. Yep. I so remember. it was for them. It wasn't for me. It was just for them, and I got to be alone with them to see experience. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. We had good times, and I'm excited about this hunt, and looking forward to bringing home a nice trophy bull and trying to figure out where I'm hanging on the wall. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to see the pictures and hear the experience from that because um, that sounds like I, I've never I mean, hunted. I've hunted elk with a rifle. Uh, I've never hunted elk with a bow, and that's one of my. When I quit driving race cars four or five years ago that's the first thing i said because i always had wanted to to bow hunt elk and that always fell in you know the ideal season september right Right. and right in the middle of of when the modified racing when i was racing modifieds that was the heat you know the the heart of the season is the leading up into the fall all your big races and i never was able to go or even think about going so i just never i always had in the back of my mind as a bucket list thing i wanted to do but never truly pursued it because i knew i couldn't do it well when one of the first things I said is when I quit racing, driving race cars, I thought, you know, now I'm going to go, I'm going to go do an elk hunt. I'm going to do those things mm-hmm. I want to do. And for whatever reason, <laughs> just circumstances still haven't led me yeah. to going on an elk hunt in September. And a lot of it's my own doing. A lot of it's, you know, yeah. just the busy time of year. But on the same token, I always feel like, you know, I know that October and November are going to hold a lot of deer hunting for me. And I almost have a little bit of guilt saying, okay, well, I'm going to take off in September and go elk hunting too. So I haven't done it, but I will do it. Yeah, you got to do it. I definitely want to go, and I want to go after some, you know, a place like New Mexico or Arizona, Mm -hmm. Colorado, someplace where there's some real big bulls and and try to do it with the archery equipment because that would be – I harvested two elk when I was much younger out in Wyoming with a rifle, but, you know, that that was an awesome experience for an 18-year-old, but on the same token, it's – I'd love to – you're very fortunate that you're going to have a good time. Yeah, I've done six archery hunts, and I have not shot one yet. I shot one, and he turned as I shot, and I hit him in the shoulder. (laughs) So it didn't phase him. He was fighting another bull the next morning. You you see that arrow still – the head. The one thing about elk, and, you know, of course, I watch the TV shows and stuff, and it always amazes me. You know, you shoot a white-tailed deer, and even if you have a good lung heart shot, I mean, those deer will run. I mean, it's nothing for a deer to go 200 yards, right, Uh, just take off. Yeah. When you look at that elk and you see somebody shoot him with a bow and arrow and you're thinking, that thing probably won't fall down for six hours. I mean, and how big that animal is. <laughs> and they go 30 yards He's and down. fall over. I mean, yeah. it's almost like they have a, a weaker tolerance than what a white-tailed deer does to that. And it's, that's always amazed me. So it's that's really cool. Now, um, have you been shooting your bow? Because uh, I know that I um, haven't. I haven't. I haven't been on my group text texting everybody to be shooting their bows to prepare yeah, for a yeah, Pennsylvania hunt I think you did one time. So I think tell I remember me, are you, uh, are you, are you um, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You got arrows, I gotta get some new arrows heads. Tell me what, tell me your rig. Tell me what you're going there with. Well, I've got to get them Rage three blade broadheads and uh, it's just some Bass Pro Shop arrows that they have that I use all the time. And through all this practicing, I've kind of run out. I've got a bunch of old arrows like Lunum arrows and stuff I shot years and years ago, but yep. I don't use them anymore. So they're still sitting in the case, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to use them. So I gotta go get some new arrows because I've kind of 
played yeah. around. I've, I've tried 120 yard shots and hit a tree or something oh, like gosh. that. So <laughs> kind of busted my ears up. Yeah, I I know that story with you. Yeah. I remember you and I shooting to try to see who could shoot through the knot. I did the knot and hole in the, the fence. I, I, I'm the one that shot the knot out for um, you to shoot through the knot. Yeah, I, yeah, your luck knocked the knot out, and then I showed you how to shoot yeah. when I shot through the knot hole. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I, I guess you're probably all rigged up with some true timber. Yeah, I just uh, uh, camouflage. Ready? I ended up going up to uh, true timber in South Carolina one day, and me and my wife rode up there and sit and talk with Rusty, the owner of True Timber, and man, what a great pattern they have the camo is just awesome and they've got some new stuff out that i'm going to try out i uh, went and picked some up for this elk hunt and i'm going to tr- give it a shot and see what it's like perfect that'll so be cool we're going to have a lot of fun my wife actually got outfitted and we we got to get my daughter outfitted is the only thing kayla she's going to have to figure it out on her own <laughs> well that's uh that's cool that's that sounds exciting so then then we after this elk hunt i've got some inshore fishing trips coming up and um then we have our Pennsylvania yearly hunt we do. And then I go in October, like three days in October and three days in November, I'm doing uh, steelhead fishing with the Schumachers again. So we're going up there and got a lot scheduled and planned to do a little of both hunting and fishing. So I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, get out of your phone. Uh, we're doing a show and he's <laughs> in his phone. I mean, it can't be that important. This show's looking, on air. Was, We're running right now. Come on. I was looking for a, a taste. I was I looking for the picture at. of the deer Pitching. on top of the Tahoe because yeah. I thought I'd post it to no, our Head no, Outdoors, no. Uh, Dirty Mo Radio, and it'll give some cool uh, visuals for the uh, people listening. Yeah. Um, so the Pennsylvania, I spent some time in Pennsylvania two weeks ago after our, our beach trip, and... We are in for a treat up there this I've year. I've seen some pictures I that know. you've been. We we do this photo sharing thing. I don't watch yeah. iCloud, whatever that's photo stuff stream. Photo stream, and that's it. But I know how to get on it and look at them because it's got some nice bucks on there. <clears throat> yeah, I see. I've seen. Now uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw you under the bus on this. When Carrie responds to the photo stream, the response like he likes a picture or or he typically doesn't comment, but he'll like a picture, and Carrie is so poor with his technology I, i'm guessing that he has to have his wife do it because it, what it says is renee earnhardt likes this photo so it no, doesn't even come her, from yours but it's her icloud account it's, it, well it was mine but she's taking over yep. like everything so else I said, boy, renee renee really likes a lot of these deer yeah. she must be getting into hunting yeah. <laughs> no i just like everything i did comment on one i'm i'm, I'm I don't yep. know if I could say what I said, but holy hockey sticks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we've uh, we've we're we're blessed this year to have some super deer. I don't know, you know, obviously been working real hard at managing them and passing them up, and you know, trying to feed them right. We use the the Westbrook Monster Mix, you know, feed and yep. try to try to do all we can do to grow big deer. But you know, it's always worked, and I've always been pretty satisfied. But it seems this year. It really has taken off. I mean, we have got some super nice mm-hmm. shooter deer. We'll probably end up well, going up to hunt, and we won't we'll see s- any big ones. But I don't know. I'll probably see them. I'll see the ones there. that you say are not shooters because yeah. they walk right <laughs> by me every time. Yep, the, like, so not a shooter, not a shooter. I'm like, dang, he keeps coming by. But, well, no, I believe in that monster mix because, I, I mean, I've seen it before you started feeding, and then after yeah. you know, I've seen the results. And then I've been doing it at the house, and I'm starting to see. I've showed you a picture a minute ago. I'm seeing some bigger bucks at the house, and, he was one of seven that came in in the group. Oh, I mean, wow. I just dumped it out about 20 minutes before they came in. <laughs> I went down, yeah. dumped it out, and left, and I went to my computer, and they're on the computer. I all know. In it. I, I, and, I, and I don't, I'm not warranting that this isn't all correct, but I know we, we get so concerned about scent in, 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 in whitetail hunting. Oh, yeah. And, you know, worried about no scent, washing all of our clothes in no scent. I mean, you know me, I'm the king of no scent. I mean, I, I let it consume me. 
and you'll walk out in the woods. Here we go. And we you haven't, you, know, you, you, got, you got your, your boots or, or your sneakers or whatever you've been wearing flip around flops. in the shop. I mean, flip flops. You're not set free at all. And then this happens for all of us. And we'll go out and, you know, dump some corn or something like that, not even giving two thoughts to scent, land scent all over. I mean, take a leak there if you need to go. I get, yep. usually take Wyatt with me. He'll be running around. And it never fails. 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, here comes a big mature buck, and he's right there uh, in front of the camera yeah. getting his picture taken. You're thinking, no, nah, we're all about, you know, spreading <laughs> scent. And I get so concerned about it. And that deer just walks right out out. there and didn't give two craps. We've no. been here a half hour before. But, so you know, it is, I, it is. But on the same token, I would not, I will not stop with I will say free, the, uh, the scent-free stuff, I think it plays more effect like probably after the first three weeks of the season yeah. when they finally realize it is, you know, I think they pay atten- I think they pay attention all the time. It just, uh, I think that they just like rubbing our face. They know that we're not there maybe or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't that know. Might be it. It, it never, yeah. that always like you, you mentioned in, you know, dumping the, the, the feed and then having that deer come in here 20 minutes later. That, it was crazy. It comes to mind is that, that deal. And, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been frequently, you know, there morning and night. And, uh, I'm pretty excited because, um, it's not one I would shoot, and if my daughter gets an opportunity, Kayla, she's not shot a buck yet, so I, that would be oh, her first buck. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And uh, if if she don't, then he'll live another year, unless some of my crazy neighbors think they're going to be jumbo oh, yeah. and shoot him. Yeah, I'm sure that that's uh, that that's always usually what happens. The case, yeah. But so, yeah, I, um, I mean, it's pretty exciting to see how this stuff works, and you know, the progress I've seen on antler growth and the deer amount of deer that come into it it's amazing yeah and uh it's just it just shows it works we um we also uh, uh spent a couple of days up in ohio recently and, and pulled my cameras up there we have the cam we have two different cameras that you know two different brands of cameras that send us the pictures to our phones so we we get our pictures on our phones but you know i hadn't been there in probably about four or five weeks so we got to go up there recently and and pull the camera. I also run cameras that, you know, old-fashioned right. cameras, old-fashioned, yeah, not 35 They're, millimeters, old-fashioned is in, you know, the reconnaissance yeah, cameras where there were, you know, we have to pull the, the card on it. Yeah. And it had a lot of uh, pleasant surprises up there as far as the deer we have on our property up there too. So I think that, you know, I don't know whether it was a mild winter last winter or just uh, everything's coming together for the hard work and managing we've done on our properties. But I've got you know, three different states lined up that I'm going to hunt this year, and that'll be Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. And, at all three places I'm going, there's some 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 super shooter deer. So that's exciting to know that's that cool. that everywhere I'm gonna go, I got you know you know opportunity at something really really super. So that's awesome. I'm really excited. Well, I know I've, we got that hunt in Pennsylvania with you for a week, and um, then I've got that property in Virginia. I became on the lease with them guys, and I'm excited about that. We've been seeing some good bear and deer both up there. Um, get ready to go up and do some food plots. And get some stuff going, and try to get some so uh, places to sit and box stands instead of you know lighter stands. So if it's cold with my daughter or whatever, she heck yeah, box. yeah, that'll be nice. That's uh, I love hanging on a tree in a tree stand and you know hunting deer with yeah. a bow, and it's you know you go in thinking, oh, I'm not gonna go sit in a box stand, but man, after you've spent a <laughs> a, a couple you know hunting trips out hanging on the side of a tree and you can't move and you got to watch it. You go sit in that box stand. You're thinking, yeah. oh, I can sit here on my phone. I can oh, move yeah. around. I can. There's as you get older, uh, yeah. you get wiser. Yeah, I you think. definitely get a, you get you get a appreciative <laughs> of that stuff. I we are fortunate to have some some redneck blinds on our property in Ohio, and 
uh, I'll have to throw Martin Truex under the bus because Martin's like, I'm not going to sit in one of those blinds. And yeah, lo and behold, where did he shoot his buck from last year? Sitting in one of those redneck yep. blinds. You know, people. Those think, are nice you know, blinds. People want to be out. You know, in in the out. You know, in yeah. the elements. And you know, oh, I'm I'm too tough to sit in that old box blind. But yeah. let me tell you what, they're they make hunting a whole lot of fun. <laughs> they do. That's amazing. I've you know, I've hunted out of the rednecks one time, and or it's pretty cool. But we haven't got rednecks on our virginia property we got blind yeah built. you do if you're there we got built <laughs> built by rednecks but that's about it yep, yep. Doing six by eight blinds with a little platform and walk through door and everything so it's gonna be pretty nice blinds yeah that's uh i've i've got a lot of homemade little box stands you've you fund our boxes we have in pennsylvania yep. just a little four yep. by four plywood box and they work pretty well too so have you updated the shooter list for the Pennsylvania properties? Well, I haven't seen anything. So I I haven't. I, just I, I thought I would. I thought uh, maybe you leave it open for us. No, I'm I'm gonna. Don't worry. Before it, before uh, October upon gets our here. Choice, you know? Before October gets here, I'll put a, a do not shoot and shoot list together for everybody. So far, I've just been, I've been known compiling to shoot. pictures and I've getting been known pictures. To shoot wrong deer too. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> have. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, you have shot the wrong deer once. Yes. Um. But no, I got trigger happy. We, uh, you know, I, I figure what we're going to do is just kind of let it play out. And, you know, you get a lot of pictures of deer in the summertime when they're still in bachelor groups. So uh, once they lose their velvet and start to, you know, get a little bit more territorial, they'll run run some of the other ones off. And, you know, come, come mid-September, I'll probably have a better grasp of what, you know, what we have that we're really after and, and which ones we're not going to see. I mean, some of those deer I'll see in the summertime and, won't see them again right. until january you know they they get you know start getting rutted up a little bit and you know a, a big buckle claim his area and run off some of those other deer and, and unfortunately i mean and, and that's the fact i haven't had a chance to to tell you about all the pictures that i put on our photo stream but i mean we've got one deer that's a, a super just a beautiful 10 pointer and there's an eight point that runs him off every time I mean, i've got yeah. you know pictures in, in the videos on the, the cameras to 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 kind of figure out what's all going on and i mean there's an eight point up there that that runs that 10 point off the the feeder every time he comes in so you think about that great big 10 point being the biggest buck in the area and he's going to be dominant he's going to take you know be king of the hill right. and 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 the unfortunate part is that that eight point might end up running that 10 point off and he'll end up over on the neighbor's, neighbor's property, property because yep. he's uh he's he's a not you know a subordinate buck to the eight pointer so all that plays a token of what's left when it comes time to hunt but it's you know ultimately it's just fun for me just whether i ever see that deer in hunting season or if we harvest it or a neighbor harvests it whatever whatever happens it's just really fun to see those deer and see the work pay off yes. of managing and you know even if we don't get to reap the harvest just to know that we had a big hand in growing growing a buck like that because in in northeastern pennsylvania oh. uh, uh, you know 150 inch buck is just unheard of and to think you might have deer that go 160 170 right. i mean that's crazy so yeah. i mean it's uh it's and, pretty awesome and it's fun to know that you've contributed for the community too i mean for you know kids around in our neighborhood or whatever i uh, i like to know that i had a part in growing some nice bucks for them to be able to take that they oh, yeah. never had the opportunity to see yeah so. we, we uh we actually lost we had a deer on our do not <clears throat> our, our do not shoot definite do not shoot yeah. list in ohio last year and uh and our neighbor ended up shooting the deer and you know i couldn't have help but be thrilled for the guy because right. i mean that deer i mean we have a little different goals there i mean our goal there is to grow uh to, to to grow a 180 or a 200 inch right. deer <clears throat> but that guy ended up shooting 147 inch deer 
And, you know, we're all thinking, oh, we were going to let him go. We were going to let him go. Well, that's the biggest deer that guy had shot. He's and, excited. You know, I mean, that, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that that's a true trophy for somebody. And, you know, that something like that happened never never bothers me whatsoever. I mean, what bothers me is if somebody, you know, shoots it from their pickup truck right. window at night or something along yeah. those lines. That's a different that's story. Different. Um, but for somebody out there hunting to – an experience i mean i've been fortunate to kill some real good deer so i i i don't you know for me it makes me happy to see somebody else get to to enjoy that that success sometimes yeah. too so yeah we'll have a part in it cool so you uh i know we're using true timber camo but what are you shooting for your bow i mean have you got something new than what well, you did or <laughs> are you getting the crossbow out no i'm not getting the crossbow oh. I, I had the shoulder operation and i don't have 100 percent clearance from the doctor on my shoulder yet but i am definitely i've been shooting a lot and I've got an Elite 32, which I've shot for the past so three or four years, while, okay. and really like it. Um, and last year, uh, decided I was going to go ahead and, and get a new bow, and I I got a a Matthews Halon, which everybody had you know really had praised. Oh, it. Yeah, everybody yeah. really been praising it, and I shot that Halon, and and I honestly love the bow. I mean, it shoots; it's the most accurate bow I've ever shot. Mm-hmm. And so. I got it last year, a little close to hunting season, so I wasn't comfortable. I mean, I want my bow to almost be an extension of right, my arm. Right, right. So I was comfortable with the Elite, had been shooting it, so I, I didn't, I had the Matthews, didn't shoot it, just left it on the shelf and, you know, shot at Target with it, but didn't hunt with it, hunted with the Elite, and of course the Elite came through and I killed some great deer last year, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, this bow is, I mean, that, that Elite bow's probably got more inches of antler than <laughs> yeah. any other bow I've ever had. But this year, when I started recovering from my shoulder, I set out to only use the Matthews to 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 get that comfort level right. with that bow to where I wanted to shoot that bow um, for my only bow, and I've shot it a lot. I've I've been shooting, you know, trying to shoot at least two or three times a week, and you know, getting you know with my shoulder recovering, it's been you know a little bit of a challenge. But I'm shooting really well that with the Matthews. But on the same token, as it's getting closer and closer, get more comfortable with. I look elite. up on the wall at that Elite, <laughs> and I think, man, I better get my Elite back out. And I know what's going to happen. As soon as I get the Elite out and shoot it a couple times, I'm going to mentally convince myself that I better just go with the Elite because that works. Right. And, and but that being how said, you feel, they're, they're both they're both just super bows. Yeah. Uh, I go up there to drop tie and archery and, and and let them tune them up, and they got them both shooting just unbelievable. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm safe with whichever bow I take. I just have to get over my yeah. whole, uh, it's nothing more the than comfort my, level. my mental issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've got the bear and the Bowtex and the new Matthews, but that old Matthews Q2, the sale is yeah, a long one. I always bow to you, go back it? to it, yep. you know. And yep. I mean, I could pull it out, it's three years, and I could pull it out and shoot a group perfect, you yep. know, it, it just comfortably, no, no worries about it or nothing. And, uh, yeah, I'll shoot out to 70 yards with that bow. Yeah, I know you've always liked that bow, and that seems to be the one you carry. And, and, and actually, um, Uncle Robert, he and I were just talk, talking about you the other day, and he asked if you were last year, you had to use the crossbow some because of your yep. your operation. And he asked me, he said, well, now is Kerry shooting a crossbow or is he shooting a compound this year? I said, I think he's probably shooting a compound. Shooting a compound. So I don't think he's going to be able to pull off the old crossbow excuse on us this no, year. But No, I mean, I've been in good health. My neck's been fixed and my uh, – Shoulders feeling good, so um, I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm I'm really the whole crossbow thing to me is just uh, it. I, I don't know where I'm at with it because uh, I mean, you it's, know, it's, I've got a super crossbow. Actually, the crossbow that you used yeah, last year yep. was was the one I got for Kelly to hunt with, and 
I love crossbows. I love the fact that they've gotten people into the outdoors that typically, right. uh, I shouldn't say into the outdoors, but it's allowed Just, people to get into archery hunting that typically would not have gotten in. Right. You know, they don't have time to practice. They don't have the strength to shoot a bow regularly, right. whatever it may be. But for some reason, I can't get myself okay with using the crossbow when I know that I can shoot the compound. And I always, I have this like question that runs through the back of my mind. And I always wonder, you know, if people a hundred years from now are going to look back. I mean, I think about center fire rifles and I think about flintlock muzzleloaders. Mm -hmm. And back in the olden days, guys hunted with a flintlock yep. muzzleloader. That's what they shot. That was their gun. And I wonder if when the center fire rifles came about, if all the old timers were like, oh, we're not going to use those center fires. We're right. going to use our flintlocks. That's real hunting. And nowadays, you know, you think of a center fire rifle, you think, well, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go deer hunting with a rifle. I mean, right. that's what you use. And I wonder that if things will progress someday to where that's what, where the crossbows will be, because there's no doubt they're definitely a, a, a very efficient and they're very, you know, they're all, there's a lot of different quality makers. And mm -hmm. I mean, they're great for hunting. And like I said, I, I just, I wonder how long the old, the old timers like us will stick it out I until you, we I finally mean, give in. <laughs> yeah, I would never shoot a crossbow. I always told myself I would never hunt with a crossbow. And, and you know, of course, having that surgery, I couldn't pull my bow back, my compound. And I had to resort to the crossbow. And boy, was it fun. <laughs> I know. God, I, it's so I, easy. I, I, I remember, I think that Kelly had was the last one to hunt with it prior to you. <laughs> and Kelly hadn't, hadn't bow hunted, I think, in two years. So I had maybe, what, three or four bolts for it, yeah. arrows. And I remember, you know, you're like, oh, man, this thing's good. Next time I th got thinking to myself, <laughs> we had, you know, multiple tags. I'm thinking he's going to end up tagging out, but he's going to be out of arrows before he's out of uh, out of tags. <laughs> yeah. So we weren't really, you know, I wasn't set up for it. But I but remember hey. how much you liked it. And, 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 and it is, I mean, they're so efficient that it is fun. But on the same token. It takes away from the you know, sport, I think, it, it, in my it, mind. It, it, for us, right. Yeah. But for certain people, it's the greatest right. thing. In, it's put into the sport because it's allowed people it's to allowed. go yep. get in the woods and go hunting that typically wouldn't have if they had to. I mean, it, it's a lot of work to be efficient with a bow and arrow. And, you know, it takes a lot of time. And not that, that I, I think that hard work and, and time committed is, is a super tool for people to to help them in, in every avenue of life but there is the reality is that there's a lot of people in the world that don't have the time right i mean you just don't have you the don't. time to shoot your bow to get efficient mm -hmm. and be you know and go out there and not wound an animal so i mean in that case where a crossbow comes in you can shoot it a couple of times get right. comfortable with it and go hunt it's just so, like i mean, I mean it's, it's, it's almost like a, shooting a rifle yeah you know, yep yep you shoot it you can put it back on the counter and you know go shoot it again next week and yeah. you're still right on right so on. they're there's definitely a great place for them in our sport. I'm glad that they're in, you know, I'm glad that they're getting as popular as they are. And, and I just wonder that if, you know, in 50 years, our kids don't look back and say, look at them dummies out there yeah. using compound <laughs> bows. What the hell were they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and you actually it going, going that direction because, yeah. you know, your crossbows are getting more popular every day. So well, cool. Um, I'm excited about this season. It's, it's right around the corner and just seeing the stuff that you have been sending on pictures and pictures I've been seeing on my cameras and the stuff I got. And then all these hunts and fishing trips I've got, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. My wife's trying to figure out what happened because it all of a sudden, like a whirlwind, everything was full. You know, my schedule was full of hunting and fishing. <laughs> she, she ain't figured out how that all happened yet. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I always have this, like, a, I tiptoe around the house a little bit because Kelly is a huge supporter of me and my outdoor, yep. my, dog, yep. my love of the outdoors. And she knows what it means to me. And, of course, she's an outdoors woman herself, and she loves to be outdoors. And But we're starting school up, so the kids are going back yep. to school and there's all this, you know, I mean, 
I don't know. It just seems like the start of school season is hectic in our house, and there's this tension and this. <laughs> you gotta have lunches packed, and you gotta have the kids ready, and you gotta. Who's taking them to school? And, and, and I'm picking them up. You know, and... we're we're going over today and and talking to Kelly, and I'm and I said, well, you know, today's a little different because Kennedy's homeschooled and Wyatt's in school, and and everybody's going their own directions. I said, well, once things get rolling, and I said, who's gonna be taking the you know Wyatt, and who's gonna be taking Kennedy, and because I'm of course in my mind I'm thinking I'm gonna be gone be a good gone. part of the fall, yeah, and we're just getting the swing of things and then I'm going to disappear so mm-hmm. I was kind of tiptoeing around the fact is do we have everybody kind of orchestrated where where it's not going to cripple everybody when I take off to go hunting for a few days <laughs> or a few weeks yeah, I'm sure she can handle it <laughs> she can we we went over it and we got a plan yeah, so that's good yeah we're uh, we're good and hopefully she, you know hopefully Kelly and the kids uh can spend some time out there with me this fall in the outdoors too I know Wyatt wants to go and be in the woods and I know Kelly does too Kennedy uh Kennedy comes and goes. She's certain, off certain, and home. Certain yeah. days she wants to hunt. Next day she never wants to hunt. Right. And then, of course, I give up on it. And, and then Carson, she jumps all over me because she wants to hunt again. Is and Carson still in it? Carson, I mean, Carson like really it. enjoys, you know, she's harvested a few deer with yeah. a crossbow a few years ago. And she really likes the outdoors and, and hunting. But she's got a lot of, I mean, she's 17, going to be 17 in September here coming up. And yep. she's got a lot of other stuff that, that's going on in her life other than hunting. But on the same token, she'll like Kennedy. One Saturday out of the blue, she'll pull it out of the air like, how come you haven't taken me hunting oh, this yeah. year? And I said, well, you got to show some interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they all love it. I mean, I, I'm I'm really glad and lucky that, you know, Wyatt at five years old, I guess I can't claim him as a an outdoorsman yet because he's still a kid, but every indication shows that he's going to oh, be yeah. an outdoorsman. I mean, he, he can't, he can't get enough. And all oh, this yeah. Stuff and, yeah, he had me put yeah. a uh, – uh, I strapped the ladder in the tree. Well, first he kept asking me if he if I could – if I could put a ladder in the tree for him, and in, in my mind I'm thinking like step ladder. I don't know what he's where he's going with this. I'm thinking he wants a ladder to climb up into the tree. Right. But what he was trying to, he meant a ladder stick from one of my tree stands. Right. And I said, well, what ladder do you want to use? He goes, that one up in the horse barn. So then, then it clicked on what he was talking about. So we took one section out of one of my ladder stands, not a ladder stand, but a climbing stick, and strapped the climbing stick to the tree so he can climb up in there four foot or five foot and get into the crotch of the tree and he stands in the crotch of the tree. It's a old maple tree. And he says, that's his tree stand. <laughs> well, I also have a little compound bow for him to shoot that he's never really gotten into. But now he's really getting into it. Now, he doesn't. It, it, yeah, he doesn't have the patience, or or maybe Dad doesn't dad have doesn't. the patience to get him does. to concentrate and really get where he can shoot real well. He's still just getting where he can draw the bow back yeah. and take the shot. But he loves to climb that tree, draw the bow back, <laughs> and just shoot it into the grass. And, and I'll say, you know, you know, I have I had a block target out there, and of course he couldn't even hit the target. Right. And I said, "Well, shoot for that tuft of grass." Or we, we one day we got out there and we didn't have the target, so we'll just shoot for that that high patch of grass right there. Well, he shoots and he shot three shots, and one of them went probably 20 yards past the <laughs> tuft of grass. One of them went almost into the tuft of grass, and one missed it by about three feet. So yeah. I'm thinking, well, that one almost in the tuft of grass, he he would consider a a bullseye right, whatever he said right. dad i smoked it i smoked it <laughs> of course he watches all the hunt shows so smoking it's what he thinks oh, yeah. right i smoked that thing so he climbed down that tree and he pulled the arrow out of the tuft of grass and the other one about three front foot from it and he goes where's my other arrow i said which one the one i smoked it with well him <laughs> to him smoking it was because he, he shot so far out. so he's all about shooting distance <laughs> right now and not not accuracy <laughs> so he, awesome. he smoked it because it went 20 <laughs> yards past the tuft of grass that's cool at least he's into it so, so. yeah so he's so I, I, like i said I, I i guess we can count him you know count on him being an outdoorsman and so i'm very fortunate to have a family that loves the outdoors yes yeah, very fortunate same here I, I got my daughter she likes to be outdoors and fishing and hunting and all and 
it's, you don't see it until they get there. The excitement just ramps up when they're out there on a boat or in a stand or in a box or whatever. You just see the excitement about hunting or fishing come more so than just sitting in the house. Yeah. So, yeah. we're good. Well, I hope you have some good luck this year and yeah, looking too. forward to our trips together and having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, folks, that's it for Earnhardt Outdoors here in the Exalta studio. We wanted to thank Exalta for all they do for Dirty Mo Radio. And to keep up with Exalta and the latest Exalta news, follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Exalta Racing. Well, folks, I appreciate y'all joining us. And until next time, look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan.